He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So hospitality to me is actually the oldest and most fundamental um, exchange that we have as human beings. Uh, so you can tell I'm a philosopher, but I I really think that it's uh, the most fundamental service, and it's you know the, the the act of one human being doing something else for for another. So the industry that's grown up around that that basic need that we have for for other people to to, to look after us, take care of us, and and actually make our our own lives a little bit better. I think that that's that's what hospitality means to me that it's that it's actually monetizing that that relationship and um and you know hopefully in the longer run it kind of you know it's the thing that that essentially kind of makes kindness a uh, a uh, something that we can share together and hopefully make money together as well. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks, but if you have a little quiet get together that kind of gets out of hand like this, then NoiseAware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property, and of course, your profits, are protected. So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now thank you for checking out SLICKTALK, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. and Don't forget to check out NoiseAware while you're listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Again, your host, Will Slickers, and today is another beautiful day on the podcast because we have an amazing guest. Uh, we've been getting a good amount of industry giants, I like to call them, uh, being on the show. If you haven't heard of a product or a service or a tech company called Muse, uh, then I'm really excited to welcome uh, Richard Volter uh, here to be on the podcast today, who's one of the founders. I'm just super excited to geek out with you on on this show. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. No, thank you for having me. I've been a huge fan of the show, so uh, so it's really, really nice to, to actually be here. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I always love to kind of just geek out and dive right into your journey, kind of leading up to maybe something prior to getting into hospitality, but then leading up to your, your creating moments of what Muse is today and their whole journey. It sounds like it's been an incredible one at that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I, I guess, you know, without going, uh, too far into my own history, I, 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 um, I grew up in a communist Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia basically as it was at the time. And then my mother, you know, when the wall came down, um, she was invited to actually uh, lecture at the LSE, which is you know a great great school at, uh, in London. Through that, she managed to actually kind of uh, fall in with a bunch of investors that wanted to invest into hotels and, and real estate in in what was back then Czechoslovakia, and um, and that's when I also kind of came over and started learning English, and that's why you hear this you know this English accent. Um, but uh, but really, that was that was the beginning of it, and so. I uh, I fell into hospitality because I spent my summer holidays uh, henceforth as a uh, as a, usually a night auditor in um, in hotels and that's also one of the, the key reasons for why Muse does not have a night audit um, and, and uh, yes. yeah and I just you know I I 
would always kind of, you know, whatever whatever project she was developing or co-developing or, or helping on, um, I somehow, you know, had to had to help out on. And so I've always been in and around the industry. And then, you know, fast forward uh, a couple of years later, I kind of went and studied in the UK. Um, then I um, I actually started working uh, in the film industry at first um, and started working for a producer, did a couple of films with him. And when I was about to kind of go off to LA, my mother had actually kind of asked me if instead I would take a, uh, a few years uh, to actually help out with the family business. And through that, I ended up uh, kind of working on one hotel in the center of Prague that became my baby. And I thought that, you know, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it, you know, really, really properly. And I want to do it in the most modern way imaginable. And um, I had this stupid idea to build the entire hotel without a reception desk. Um, I also wanted to, you know, to, to actually create it without a back office mm -hmm. because I thought that the whole thing could run on mobile. And uh, yeah, this is in 2012 that we finally, uh, finally opened it. And I probably spent about you know, four years of my life actually kind of working on that project and doing things like, you know, going to quarries and buying the marble and uh, getting designers to, to make, you know, specific pieces basically for the, uh, for the entire project. Uh, so I was kind of a bit, bit of like a, uh, a product designer on the, uh, on the actual um on the actual hotel itself and then when it came to actually kind of giving the reins to my sister um you know i wanted to leave her with this uh with this product that then i would actually kind of go off and and sell to the entire industry because what i realized was you know i wanted a um it was a 60 key hotel and i basically kind of wanted you to have this experience when you arrived at the hotel that you'd already know uh, the hosts that would be looking after you you know the 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 kind of thing that Airbnb is really, really famous for, you know, I wanted that to be in a hotel setting for, for everyone to kind of feel that they have almost something like a personal concierge and technology would be able to actually kind of facilitate that. So I got a team together. We started building it. We started putting the whole thing together. We thought that we were going to use a PMS underneath. But then when I started asking about things like APIs, about, you know, what we could connect to, about, you know, connecting to guest profiles and things like that, about automating a lot of the admin and the SOPs that, you know, were standard in, um, in, the, uh, in the systems. Everyone just told me, no, that that's not the way that PMSs work. And so stupidly at that time, I, I thought that, well, you know, how hard could it be to actually kind of build a PMS? So we pivoted around the same time I started speaking to my friend, Matt, who um, is my business partner and all of this really kind of from, from that point on, I managed to kind of get him to leave his high flying job at Hilton basically to, to come <laughs> and help me do this. And, um, and yeah, ever since then, I was, yeah, like uh, that was, I guess, eight, eight years ago or, um, or seven years ago. And, um, uh, yeah, and we, we basically started kind of building from there and, you know, now, you know, we're in more than 65 different countries. We have more than 350,000 keys basically. And, um, it's, yeah, it's been a really, really wild ride, uh, you know, trying to compete with all the legacy PMSs out there and all these, uh, all these different kind of providers. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're onto something. I think, you know, the, the things that I was frustrated with uh, when I was designing my own hotel, I, I think a lot of hoteliers are frustrated with the same things. And I think the pandemic has only really exacerbated those those things. And I think that the industry as a whole, I think, is is really kind of willing and and waiting to actually kind of think differently about, you know, how it, how it comes out of this out of uh, out of this pandemic. So we've just seen, you know, an incredible rise in demand and we've just had and like unbelievably to a certain extent but you know an, an awesome awesome year yeah well i was gonna say man you are uh, a visionary in in my world because <laughs> uh i i started out the front desk you know working with marriott and and all this other stuff and 
there was always that question that I would go to my manager or my director of rooms and be like, why do we have to do this? Why is this on the checklist? Why is this that? Why, why does a night audit have to run night audit? And I love that you said that with me. It's like, there is no night audit. Um, it, it was just like, why is the system set up the way it is? Because it's complicated. It takes, there's too many like, you know, touch points in order for me to execute on good service. Cause when I'm doing something great for my guests off the whim or off of, off of creating a moment. Right. And then you have to go into the system and do all this stuff and realize, oh, because I didn't do this step, this affects this, which affects the whole thing and pretty much ruins, uh, not all the time, but ruins and could ruin a, a great experience for a guest because of the way the system is just so complicated. And I'm not trying to like yep. complain or be whatever about, about you know, all the legacy software stuff, but it is something that does get your mind thinking when you're, you're going through this process, especially building your own hotel. Um, so yeah. I can't imagine that how you were going through probably hundreds of demos of these softwares and you're like, <laughs> why, <laughs> why, why, why? Well, like I knew PMSs and I'd worked with PMSs before and I kind of, you know, but you learn how to work with PMSs, basically everything from like DOS up, you know, by knowing the keys, you know, yeah. knowing the quick keys, because I think one of the things that I think that none of the technology companies really get or really kind of want to get in a way is that you know, technology as a thing in itself is actually at odds with what you're trying to do with hospitality, you know? So it's like this thing that, you know, if I have to have a screen at the front office, then that screen has to be linked to some kind of, you know, um, at least power source, but basically like some kind of computer. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a computer, you're probably going to want to hide it because it's basically really, really ugly. Like, you know, even like even the nicest Mac and things like that, like and and actually, if you do get a Mac, there's there's no PMS that basically runs on a Mac anyway. But in any case, you know, if you put it there, then you have to kind of build a build somewhere where you're actually going to hide the uh, the computer. Yeah. And if you do that, then you have to make it nice. And then with that, basically, you end up kind of creating this entire counter. Yeah. And when you created that counter, you basically have killed the entire room. Yeah, and once once you've put that counter in, basically you're not a host, you're a shopkeeper. Mm. Yeah, that's basically kind of behind the counter, waiting for some somebody to come and order services from you. Yeah, and that fundamentally, I think it is at odds with what we're trying to do in hospitality because yeah. we're trying to really be there for the guest. We're trying to do that at scale. You know, to do that not like a a singular Airbnb guest can yeah. do. But at the same time, you're trying to do that in a way that still respects the fact that, you know, what people are really trying to look for is is value-added services. And there is nothing value-added about, you know, filling in a registration card or giving somebody your credit card yeah. or your driving license or your passport, whatever it is, basically. None of those are value-added services. A value-added service is like telling somebody what amenities they can they can actually kind of use in the hotel you know, what time's the best time to go to the beach if it's a beachside hotel or yeah. where the best restaurant is or, you know, like there's a Giving there's them, shrimp shrimp week, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like go to these places for shrimp week, you know, and like that kind of thing. That's great services, yeah. you know, and that's what you want people to actually be talking about. You don't want them talking about, you know, well, I'm just going to pre-authorize your card for this much. Like, is that okay? Is that not okay? You know, and then why does it have to be this much? Could it not be a little bit like you just want to remove all of those discussions basically from from what should be a value-added experience for the guest. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, you give me like flashbacks to like when I was checking people in and doing all this stuff because and in a good way, like you can find, I, I found throughout my journey, I hated asking those questions on, you know, is this the card you want to authorize? Do this, do that. Do like, so I tried to like always turn it into what brings you into town. And as I'm doing these processes, right, as they're filling out their form, which I hated that they had to fill out a form, um, you know, you're figuring out these stuff and you can, you know, Oh, you and your wife are having an anniversary. Great. Well, there's this great restaurant. I don't know if you like seafood, but if you do, it's right on the water. Let me make you guys a reservation. If you don't have any plans tonight, that stuff is the better service. That's the part like where people that go into the industry, not for, you know, an hourly wage, they go in for a real career. They go in for a real passion. Those are the things that give them that, that juice, right? Not, not the, sitting there waiting for them to, you know, fill out the registration card and ask questions and get upset because there's stuff on there that they could have given you at the time of booking. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing, like from that moment when you have somebody do that kind of dual job, 
you know you're essentially like as an owner mm -hmm. you're essentially kind of disincentivizing people to do the value added services yeah. because you know the accounting department and all of these you know different uh different departments in the hotel they need that clarity of data mm. you know like if you if you need to make sure that like you know all of that is actually kind of collected yeah the operations team basically the the accounting they need all of that mm. to be done and so you essentially kind of start incentivizing people to get really good at that and you're not incentivizing people to do the really really like essentially you're there as a salesperson yeah you know and why are people not incentivized to actually kind of you know i don't know create the best experience you know like if you if you can measure happiness as soon as you leave that lobby yeah, yeah if you can measure you know greater levels of trust because you've given a lot of great you know recommendations or if you've actually been able to like you know if you're able to see like look you've come in with a huge stack of um of uh, luggage and you know that that room that they've actually kind of bought through Expedia, Booking.com, whatever it is, basically, like they're not going to fit into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like why don't you start that conversation with that? You know, and and in that way, why doesn't the, the system tell you that these are the things that you should be kind of like actually kind of looking at, working on, making sure that it's actually leading you to the right place? Yeah, like the system should be there in aid of driving these types of outcomes. Yeah, and everything to do with, you know, the registration card, the the credit cards, all of those things, that should be done like way in advance. You know, like the idea still that like people have to send authorization forms. You know, like that yeah. to me, I I'm just like that's insane. Like that <laughs> somebody has given a credit card to somebody along that path. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's Booking.com or Expedia, and I know the whole thing like with them trying to like you know, hide the, um, uh, the credit card numbers, you know, like fine. Like I just think like, you know, that, that part of those types of business models will go. Yeah. And what you should basically get is, you know, a kind of openness yeah, that you basically start sharing a lot of these kind of like details through and, and through that kind of process, basically, I think like over time, um, I think we will get to a, to a nicer place basically where actually, you know, partners within hospitality are going to actually be partners and they're going to make it easier for one another yeah um you know with data sharing with all of these different things basically and um you know and like at the end of it all of those different companies are trying to give the guests the best experience um and i think that 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 spirit of core you know core collaboration coordination all of these different things i think like that that would be great if we could actually kind of have that instead of everyone trying to kind of silo themselves into like, Seriously. you know, I will be the one that owns this uh, piece of data basically forever and ever. And I'm willing for the guests to have a crappy time basically yeah. and, and not share it through. Well, that's what cracks me up too. And well, well I have a question for you about, I wanted to like say, cause it just cracks me up because we are in a hospitality experience, like experiential focus industry but then it really that one factor like i own this piece of data and i'm going to continue to own it when we look at yeah. it differently like when a front desk agent looks at it, like we have 37 check-ins today they just dehumanize the whole point of what we're doing in the industry yeah. it's not 37 check-ins it's i have 30 uh, 37 guests i have 37 families or couples or whatever coming to stay with us because they chose us out of the hundreds of options that they had at their fingertips. Um, and yeah. so that's where I, I love that you said that because it's like, that's when it really, and I think change. that that's, that's basically like what, like, you know, you want to, you know, it shouldn't be, I have 37 check-ins. Yeah. yeah. Like ideally what you should be saying is I have 15 people that are probably going to be arriving and that are actually set up for success Yeah. because they've pre-planned, they were communicating, they were doing all of these kind of things. So I'm going to put them in my happy bucket. And we're just going to try and not screw up there. Yeah. Then I have basically like 10 that are, you know, somehow mismatched. So it's a large family. I know that there's four or five people basically arriving and they're in a crappy double room. Basically, <laughs> they didn't even kind of ask for an extra bed or anything like that. So either I'm just going to argue with them. Yeah. Or I'm going to actually kind of get it, you know, get in front of it. Or I, you know, and the point about this is like technology should be on your side for yeah. all of these things. It should tell you, look, you're probably going to have a problem with these things. Yeah. And this is kind of what we suggest that you do. Yeah. 
And and if you don't want to do that, if you want to do it in a completely different way, that's totally fine as well. But just, you know, just be aware that this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's essentially why we have technology. It's to be a little bit smarter because, you know, if you if it's not 37, but 370, there's just no way a single human being can just like look at through all of those different kind of things and understand, you know, that um, it's, for example, a guest that has been to our hotel five years ago, you know, and actually, you know, they really, really, they really like the balcony, yeah. you know, on, on, the, on the 15th floor, you know, so why not just sprinkle that in, you know, and it, and there's no, like, you're not going to remember it. There's nobody who's going to be at the hotel that, and the, the point about it is that the system should be smart enough yeah. to be able to do this. Yeah. And, and I guess that that also kind of like leads to, you know, the, the fact that we based our system around the guest and it functions much more like a CRM than, you know, than um, a, uh, you know, you don't post anything to rooms basically yeah. in, in our system. You post it to the to the guest profiles or the company profiles. And that in itself, basically, I, I like, I call that the original sin of hospitality. <laughs> you know, it's just like, like, the the phrase the customer is always right started out as the guest is always right you know we as hoteliers invented that mm -hmm. and then the way that we the way that it looks from an architecture point of view is basically it's like the room is always full yeah and it's like no 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 like at some point we built our systems the wrong way yeah and we asked the technology companies to basically build it the wrong way mm. um and anyway that that's uh yeah a whole a whole rabbit hole basically but i i feel like there are certain things that we that i think from our point of view as hoteliers and as people that just you know had the luxury of being able to say like well why is this you know why do we do this in such a stupid way you know like and to be able to then you know have like for, for myself like to be incredibly lucky with the team that uh, I have around me and the, the the types of people that have, you know, left their incredible careers to basically help build uh, this system. And like, from, from that perspective, it really is incredible to still be successful whilst kind of rethinking some of the, some of the basic precepts basically of this industry. Yeah. I love that. And it led, yeah. you know, you led me perfectly into the question I have for you because we kind of just jumped into this episode talking about your, your journey getting into, into Muse, but we never actually really talked about what Muse is on the bat. Like it's not just your normal, like you said, it's kind of like a CRM in, in a more of a way, but it's not your normal property management so software. So I want you to kind of explain like the founding moments of this. Cause obviously you're going through um, this project with your, your hotel and, understanding that, okay, like this is just not how I want it. This is just not, it's too complicated. It's not the way it should be. It's ruining the experience that we're trying to create on, on scene. Um, so explain like the, the, the creation of Muse and the kind of the services and the products and how it all works and why it's different compared to uh, anything else like in the industry, because I've, I've demoed it. And for anyone who's listening uh, and it's pretty interesting, like the fact that you're not assigning a room you're assigning a guest so that's that's really cool i like that feature so i would love to love to have you dive into that a little bit yeah so it really kind of started out as you know as this kind of app that was going to sit on top of uh the pms and basically it had two components um one was called the navigator that basically kind of you know that was a way for you to actually kind of chat to the uh to the people in the hotel and for you to kind of order your services and create a kind of itinerary that you would actually have and then on the on the back end basically there would be a kind of task management software uh which we called the master um and that in itself was the thing that was pulling out all of the information from the pms kind of surfacing it and then kind of saying, you know, this, these are the main actions that you have to take basically in order to serve this guest. And that was really the like news version one, basically. Um, and we just realized that like, we couldn't communicate to the PMS and we'd looked into the, we'd looked into the docs, we'd look, and it just, it didn't, wasn't structured because basically it kept on wanting to push you to the room and you'd have to basically kind of like tie yourself up in knots to figure out, you know, well, what tasks are associated with the room? And there were no tasks associated with the room because all the tasks were associated with the customer. You know, and that that's basically for me the the crux of guest centricity. You know, the customer has needs, the customer has desires, the customers ha have wants, and 
the the hotel was there to serve them mm-hmm. you know and and only one of them is the desire to actually sleep yeah yeah and that that is you know that is a fundamental service you know that's why you have a bed you know but if you think about it if you're staying in a in a hotel for 3 days you know then you probably only need uh that service you know a third of the time mm-hmm. yeah because that's you know 72 hours 24 hours basically or 8 hours per night basically is the time that you're going to be sleeping yeah or if it's a party hotel maybe it's 5 hours but <laughs> like essentially it's let's say it's a third you know and the rest of that time that's when that person is in your care yeah but we as hoteliers for some reason say oh, we don't care about that we only care about revpar we only care about like you know the, the amount of um heads in beds basically yeah. and what happens with the room and every single thing is around the room and i'm just like no it's he's there for 72 hours she you know it's it's that is when this person basically is on your property you know and it, and i love also thinking about it through the lens of a tech company you know if you told any tech entrepreneur you're going to have somebody on your website for 24 hours they'd be like oh my god this is the greatest opportunity you know i have somebody on my site or on site for 24 hours i can think of the greatest you know products or services that i can actually sell to that person yeah. you know and they're going to find value in it and for some reason we kind of like we take um uh you know essentially the the 16 hours and we just toss them out the window yeah we we're like you know that's that's ancillary that's <laughs> incidental yeah? yeah but that's the crux of what they're actually there to do you know it's 16 hours of pure value yeah it's 8 hours of need but 16 hours that you can create pure value yeah and the way that we set up our systems and the way that we set up our operations uh, and the way that we think about it from an architecture point of view basically in hotels is just for some reason those 8 hours are paramount to the experience and i just think it's it's totally wrong and we need to get away from that model because also those 16 hours represent a huge amount of value that you can actually kind of unlock mm. um and you know you you kind of tend to associate it with the full service hotels yeah yeah that they're able to actually kind of do that but in my conception every single uh, hotel can be a full service hotel you know because and every single full service hotel can become a lifestyle hotel yeah. you know it it's just about the care for the customer you know and uh, like i um i also kind of then like to uh, you know bring it into the fact that there is so much untapped potential with what hotels actually have or what the hospitality industry has because you know there's this famous quote by um Reed Hastings the CEO of Netflix that mm. you know they say that their only competition is sleep <laughs> yeah like yeah. hotels don't even have that problem yeah yeah like you you it's baked 24 hours living is baked into the business model and for so long we've just been casting the 16 hours aside basically and saying no revpar is key yeah and that's that's all we care about and that's you know all of our revenue management strategies are going to be about you know selling that room at the right price and all of these different things and i i just think that that's like the good thing is that the uh the pandemic has kind of shown up what the fallacy of that basically of that model is yeah. um and at the same time i think it, it's kind of woken up a lot of people to actually say like well actually look there's a there's a huge untapped potential in terms of what we can actually kind of do f- for a, for a longer period of time and i i think that that's you know when you when you start looking at it as basically kind of you know that you're managing this customer and you're thinking about you know maybe not just the 72 hours but maybe you want to kind of push yourself and say i want to kind of manage 168 hours of this person's month basically how do i do that mm. and i think those are the the interesting questions basically that this industry could ask itself yeah hey everybody i know i'm doing this again but two episodes ago you heard michael freeman from skyrun vacation rentals and i just have a quick message Skyrun Vacation Rentals offers a premium all-in-one solution for vacation rental business owners and homeowners. So those that want to own and manage their own vacation rental business can license Skyrun's software, tools, and consultations to operate their business locally with the power of a national resource and a community of industry experts. 
Homeowners that join Skyrun get local staff to care for their homes 24-7 and typically net 15-60% to more revenue than any other property manager. To learn more, you can go to skyrun.com. Again, that is S-K-Y-R-U-N.com. Now, back to the episode. And as you're talking and explaining all this stuff, you're you're giving me more like flashback moments for my first time. Like I, I had a guest check in. Normal check in time was four o'clock. Checkout was eleven. So he was checking out, I think it was like six or seven o'clock at night, paying about two hundred dollars, like a hundred and ninety nine dollar rate type deal before tax and everything. Uh and he goes he goes, So what time's checkout? I said eleven o'clock, blah blah blah. He's like Wow, really? And I said, oh, yeah, the normal checkout time is 11. If you need a later one, like, let me know. I could probably work it out. And he goes, so you're telling me I'm paying $200 for less than 24 hours. And I was like, I didn't know how to respond. I I really didn't know how to respond to that. Like, I was brand new at the time, too. So, like, but you think about, like, as you were talking about, you're you're saying all this stuff, and it triggered that moment. It's like, yeah, I'm only giving you, like, less than six hours to be actually sleeping, probably getting a little bit of work done, a shower. And that's about it for 200 bucks um, before every, before all the other expenses of, of taxes and stuff. So it gets me thinking and it goes back to our, our pre-chat conversation. You're talking about, um, you know, creating a way like that 16 hours is the other products or other services inside that room. It's not just a bed, it's a desk, it's a shower, it's a toilet, it's whatever, but then also like a restaurant um, and then, X, Y, and Z services you provide along the way, whether it's a chauffeur or you know, scheduling a car, an Uber, uh, reservations, whatever. So you're challenging basically the whole concept of space. What is space, right? Like basically what are we doing with this? Like we're offering, I don't know. It's just, I, I love your your thoughts and mindset on this because it really does challenge me as a, as a podcast host and as a, as a, like, you know, hospitality uh, enthusiast and expert, it, it really does challenge that, that whole concept of what we've been doing. We've been building our vacation rental business or our hotel or whatever this. So I'm kind of going to go into with you for Muse and your hotel in, where was your hotel again? I'm sorry. Was it a, in Prague, in Prague, in, Prague in Czech Republic. Yeah. So what are you guys doing different? Like as, is it the perfect example of what you've imagined or is it still kind of held into that throne of like what the industry has created? No, I like, I think that, um, you know, when I first told my sister about all the different ways that she should be running the hotel, I think she kind of was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, you know, there's, there's things that work and we're just going to go with that. And I think that that's the challenge for us basically yeah. as a tech company, we've got to make sure that it actually kind of works. So, you know, there, there's some like, really really cool interesting concepts that have grown up around news basically there's you know there's um hotels that don't have a standard check-in check-out period basically uh because if, if you think about that like you know i love your example of it it's like you know i'm going to be staying six extra hours and i have to pay for 24 you know but still like it's actually not 24 hours if you're checking in at 3 p.m yeah. and you're checking out at 11 you know that's like you're essentially kind of like giving somebody a, a 20 hour service basically. So yeah. you're even kind of like taking away those four hours. And I just think like, you know, none of these things were built with the guest in mind, you know, like I think we ask hotel like guests to stand in queue waiting for a key. You know, how is that of service to the guest? You know, we ask them to check in at a specific time. How is that of service yeah. to the guest? You no. Know, when you think about all of these kind of great tech companies like Amazon, you know, mm. obsessing about customer uh, customer service and customer experience, you know, we are the industry that invented customer service and customer experience, and we do such a terrible job of actually kind of you know managing that and actually kind of you know really really living it because of the fact that we kind of we live through our SOPs, we live through you know the the, the standard operating times basically that we've kind of we've done and. And that's the thing. The, the world is moving towards an on-demand uh, system where the customer is key. They get to basically decide how they want to experience something. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get it within traditional hospitality, they're going to go elsewhere. And, you know, you've seen, for example, the rise of the Sondas of the world, yeah. you know, and, and these different types of models, basically, that are, you know, the way that I see it is like, at the end of the day, Airbnb just brings about a new way of structuring a hotel together because it's essentially distributed inventory, uh, much in the same way that cloud computing is distributed uh, software. 
or a distributed kind of servers, basically. Um, and it's the same thing. You know, you go from monolithic structures that you had to kind of put into a server room inside your your basement in order to run your technology to to manage. And it's the same thing. Like, you know, you, you now can create a hotel out of 300 Airbnbs, basically. Yeah. You don't have to actually kind of have them in the same building. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, a lot of the times you can think about yielding in a much, much better way. And, and it's not just Airbnbs. Like, you know, we, we look at, for example, like hostels, which are basically the original low-cost carriers, yeah. you know, of the hospitality industry. Because... You pay you pay something for a bed. You want a double bed? You pay extra. You want a uh, communal shower? Then that's that's fine. That's free. You want a little bit kind of you know a um, uh, you want a private uh, bathroom? You pay a little bit extra. You know you have a locker. Yeah, if you want a large locker, you basically pay a little bit extra. You want towels? You pay a little bit extra. It's like it's not nice. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, you know, what you see is that some of these hostels, basically, and like, you know, when you're looking at the the generators of the world, and, you know, they yield more per square meter than some of the some of the most luxurious hotels, basically, in the world, just because of the fact that, you know, everyone kind of understands that you're, you're packaging it all together, and you're piecing it all together, basically. And, and that that is fundamentally, you know, I get a hostel, and I look at, you know, the most luxurious resort, you're doing exactly the same thing, you're just piecing services together yeah and you're trying to basically make sure that you you're yielding the most amount per guest mm-hmm. you know and like and that's that's the whole point and that's why you know all of these things are scalable through that uh through that type of um, thinking and it goes back to you know how can you make sure that you can actually think about you know how how can you be super flexible about the, the service that you're actually kind of offering how can you be also flexible in terms of the design and you know again go going back to the you know my 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 problem with my property was that i had a very specific idea of how i wanted to run it and how i wanted these kind of things and no system would give me the flexibility to actually design it if i wanted um you know to have one check-in every single half an hour and there's basically a whole welcoming procedure you know, for everyone actually kind of coming in and there's like, and everyone at the reception basically like acts like they're actors yeah. and it's a specific thing. Like, why couldn't that be a thing in in hotels? Like, why couldn't we give people specific times that they actually kind of check in at? But it just means that there's like, you know, there's somebody who just like wafts you with a feather, <laughs> you know, like there's another person who like sings you an aria. Yeah. And there's another person who basically like, you know, reads you the the founding uh, declaration of that city you know and you know and that's the theater that you're coming into and that's going to be a memorable experience basically and it's a show that goes on every single half an hour basically mm-hmm. um and probably for the guests that, that, that are staying like they get earplugs so that they don't <laughs> have to hear the opera singer every single half an hour but you know like the point is is that you can just unleash a huge amount of creativity if you have the flexibility and if the SOPs is something that you can actually kind of program. Yeah. And if that's the case, basically, then you just unlock a huge amount of innovation and and flexibility basically into that model. And you just think of everything as basically just some sort of, you know, either you're creating some co- some kind of package or product, or you're basically treating every single thing as an add-on service. Mm. And you're trying to basically bring as many add-on services as you possibly can. And the customer fundamentally, they'll understand it. Like yeah. if you tell them that, you know, the cheapest time to, to clean a room is going to be between, you know, this time and this time, if they basically arrive at, you know, if they arrive super early, you're going to be like, fine, but there's a cleaning fee that's attached to it. Or it's basically like a surge cleaning fee yeah, yeah for, you know, the the times outside of that that normal time. And it's going to be, you know, $22 for every single minute under yeah. 11, uh, 11 o'clock, like, or however you want to kind of like think about it and do it. And like, and that's the way that we think about when we're architecting the system, when we're thinking about it. It's just, you know, moving towards complete flexibility mm. that you can basically have the craziest ideas. And the reason why you come to Muse is because you're actually interested in A, 
making the most amount of money and we're giving you a competitive advantage basically because of the fact that our system can do it. And B, it just, it makes you feel creative. It makes you feel like you're a human being designing a service for another human being that they're willing to actually kind of pay for. And it's not that you're basically kind of in a location and you have a bed and that's the the foundation of basically the amount of money that you can ask this person for. Yeah, man. So good. So good. I love that. Um, <laughs> sorry, the, but like you kind of like reserve, like we, we always look at it as rev par and you said this so like just, just now. So rev par, but then changing in that perspective from rev par to rev pag, which is like rev, rev, revenue per available guest, right? You're taking that, you're, you're tacking everything onto the person compared to the room. Cause there's one, I think also with the room, you're limiting yourself. There's only so much you can pack into that, but a person, they have 24 hours versus that, that bed has six, seven hours of sleep again, going into like revenue per guest. So I think that's really, really interesting. And I hate like referencing Disney world, but I think they've also done something really, really good in the sense of yep. like creating Imagineers, like behind the, every park, there are Imagineers creating their own system, their own flow. You never see a character break. You never see them walking around the park. There's all these secret tunnels and methods and progress, like all that creative stuff that you're talking about. If they wanted to have a choir welcome you every time you scanned your, your annual pass, they could, they, they, they would create the system around that, that flexibility. So, and that's, that's the point, right? Like, you know, to a certain extent, because you know, I, I think, you know, going to the Netflix example, we are yeah. basically kind of figuring out like what, what Disney is actually kind of doing. Like, they're building Netflix, yeah, but they're also kind of building, you know, that's the virtual world, yeah, that's the tech world technically, basically, where, you know, you might have, you know, somebody might want to kind of spend an hour uh, every single, well, let's say it's like, you know, five hours watching a Disney Plus show, mm. yeah, so you've already got them, you know, for five hours, then you basically kind of want to get them for another 72 hours, basically more. And then if you add in more services, basically, then you're getting up to 168 and they're on a Disney property, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's like on a computer or actually kind of in real life. You're looking at it as basically like I have a target that I want this person to spend 200 hours on a Disney property. And I don't care if it's virtual, physical, and I don't care if it's, um, you know, if if it's just a themed taxi that miraculously comes and picks you up yeah and basically like reminds you of the fact that there's you know an incredible thing going on at disneyland um in the next you know in the next 10 days yeah and the whole taxi journey is basically one massive promo you know <laughs> yeah. for that specific thing like the the point for me is that basically like you know you're you're trying to, you should be as a brand, basically, or as any kind of, um, you know, hotelier, you're trying to basically kind of make yourself relevant to that mm -hmm. person, you know, and as, especially as a brand that has multiple locations, you should be looking at it as basically like, how can I build something that's going to be relevant to this person over the entire course of their month or of their year, you know, and you're then really, really, you know, you're not looking at marketing as basically one stupid mail out that you're kind of doing every single month to offer them a 20% discount. Yeah. Like you're actually kind of going in with value. You know, you're thinking about where can I, where can I attract this particular guest? And you're looking at every single guest because, you know, a, a guest to you in that way can be, for example, somebody who needs a quiet workspace for the day. Yeah. And it's just like, why didn't you sell them that, mm -hmm. you know, and they can be in your city, you know, those types of people are maybe actually coming to your restaurant, to your bar, all of these different things. How are you getting those people to come back and actually spend a hell of a lot more time? You know, how are you getting them to kind of enjoy a, um, you know, those people that have, that have come to the bar or that have come to the spa, how are you making sure that they're basically kind of checking in every single month? uh for you know a week a weekend away from the kids you know or something like that are you thinking about providing those kind of childcare services if not is there another platform that you could actually kind of uh ally with to actually kind of make it really really super easy and make it super convenient that basically like you don't have to employ those people but you're just partnering up with those types of platforms and bringing them in basically to actually kind of facilitate that kind of service 
It's incredible. It's incredible. I just love, I love this conversation so much because it, it really does. Like you ask any hotel school, um, you ask any training program, any type of onboarding, you know, system or a way that hotels or vacation rental companies, tech companies have that they, they say, this is usually, this is how the industry is. This is the key fundamentals of X industry or of hospitality of hotels. This is how housekeepers have to do this. It's how maintenance has to do that. Um, and I think, you know, you get in that pattern of doing it for so long. Uh, I even had, you know, my, my last previous, um, owner that I worked for say, this has been the last 20 years and this is how we do it. And that, that excuse. And then you kind of brought up COVID a little bit and the whole pandemic has shifted. That's kind of shifted that mindset. Well, this is how hospitality is. This is how vacation rentals have to be. This is how hotels have to operate. Um, in order to partake in that industry standard that we've had the last 20 years, granted now that's kind of shaken up the whole thing. And when it comes to flexibility uh, and just the overall out of the box thinking that it requires in order to really capture more than just a nightly rate, it's more than just, and I think like one thing I think a lot of companies have learned, I, at least I've learned myself is that, a lot of businesses, I think they all saw like, this is our main revenue stream, right? This is how we grow and scale and blah, blah, blah. And then they saw, well, what that revenue stream is taken away. such as nightly rate, but they don't have, have they have nothing exactly. But if they were able to create and have a, a, a back end of whether it's tech or support that could give that experience with their, like one thing I'll just use for an example for us, like our guests didn't, you know, we had a lot of cancellations at the beginning. We had a lot. Everyone wanted to cancel and just like, we have no idea. Great. If we had the opportunity to say, hey, we have a virtual experience package for you that you can actually purchase here through our whatever. Um, you don't have to be on property, but we just want to be with you during this time. Like being able to offer that service. And now we have another revenue stream. And then we have another one when they get to the property. And we have another one when they do this. You really change the the fundamentals of dependability on, I think, and just the overall, you know, obviously you're, you're a business, so you have to make money. But dependability on X, Y, and Z programs that you have no control over. And so you guys are really amused just taking that and just saying, screw it. You, you control however you want to plug it in and play it, which I love. And so I'm, I'm just kind of curious on, on the muse end and the tech founding like startup that it was to is to how you guys have grown and become this, you know, this big competitor in the space. Um, what are the, I guess you have like one or two that companies are, that are just really challenging that landscape that we've seen um, over the last, you know, decade of, of hospitality. Yeah. Like, I, I think that the, like, it's nice that basically, you know, we do, like, we do challenge a lot of these norms, basically. I think we also manage to, you know, like, the, the point for us is that we want to bring hospitality with us. Like, we're, yeah. we're all, like, most of the people basically especially in like the leadership positions that they're, they're all people who passionately believe in hospitality yeah. you know as an industry that like we do think that it's this you know like i hate the fact that for example like uh people talk about hospitality professionals as low paying jobs mm. you know because mm. i'm like well you know what like making a guest happy is much harder than basically like, you know, doing something on the stock exchange yeah. because you know what, in five years time, a machine's going to actually kind of take your job and that job of basically recommending the right kind of thing, it's still going to be better than a recommendation algorithm. Mm. Yeah. And the, the, the point about it is that humans are great at human services, yeah. but for so long, we've kind of, we've set up a, an economy that, that actually kind of, you know, prioritizes, machine jobs over over human jobs and i think that you know with the coming of ai with the mm -hmm. coming of, of these types of things you know if you if you look far enough into the future then you do see that you know what are, what are the things that will really truly kind of remain and it's probably going to be you know deep memories the ones that are kind of that you can touch that you can feel you know like those types of things you know like if you are somebody about the last trip that they took yeah, versus the last computer game that they actually kind of played. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure that they're going to be able to tell you more information about the trip that they took. Yeah. And that creates real value in that person's life. Mm. You know, and the and the more and more that we're kind of shifting towards this virtual world, basically, where we have so many kind of different things, the more value is actually kind of created in uh these kinds of physical experiences. And I think 
that you know I, like i don't begrudge the hotel industry for not wanting to change for so long because yeah. we have been in a 30 year bull market for yeah. travel you know globalization has been massively exploding basically you know people have needed to travel for business the entire time but you are entering i think a market now where it's just going to be more difficult to fill up those rooms midweek mm-hmm. you know because there is budgets are going to be slashed basically i think that you know whatever you want to call it from something like as horrible as pleasure or you know whatever it is but you know it might be i think that you know people will be traveling for longer but are we set up to cater for that mm-hmm. you know are we kind of actually making it easy enough for you to kind of also work from the same locations basically or is it again just about sleep yeah you know and just about kind of over you know because it then if somebody's trying to check in for a full day's work they want to check in at you know 8:30 they yeah. don't want to check in at 3 p.m. Yeah. you know and it's things like that basically that we just have to really kind of ask ourselves you know where is the business of travel actually kind of going to mm-hmm. you know there's probably a lot more money to be made uh, in it because you know, you can see basically how much people are actually kind of spending on the Airbnbs, you know, and and living out there for like one month, two months, uh, two months at a time. And I don't think that that's just going to snap back and people are going to be like, oh, well, great. You know, now that we've spent an entire year on Zoom, you know, like, I don't think that people are going to want to spend as much time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a pretty normal kind of thing not to fly in for like one or two meetings yeah, to to actually kind of take them. And hotels have to be able to live with that. And owners have to be able to budget with that. Um, and, you know, we will see, I think, you know, I think it's exciting because I think we'll see a lot of innovation. But I think it's also really, really challenging because I don't think that we can actually kind of, you know, there'll be a period now of maybe six months when everything's perfect because people are like, oh, my God, let me get out of yeah. my get out of my house. And then after that, I think we'll be a little bit challenged if we don't change the way that we look at the way that we sell, you know, our services and, um, and, and, you know, take a deep, hard look of whether that Monday market, that Tuesday market or that Friday market is really our kind of cash cow. And do we have every single process um, uh, set up in the hotel that basically we're now no longer all things to, to all men, basically at all times, mm-hmm. but we're actually really, really, you know, very, very focused on which segment of guest we're actually kind of selling to for that one specific kind of, you know, for those segments of the week, basically, as well. Yeah. Well, we're always going to have those, like, we're always going to have workers that, or people that work, whatever industry, that they have to show up to their job, clock in, do their job, clock out. But I think a lot of things um, through the pandemic and what you're kind of mentioning is talking about the I think a lot of people that have gone to Zoom and they've gone to know, you know, remote work and they're doing this live work and I hate the word balance, but they, you know, they're doing this like, you know, at home type deal. I think they're realizing that they can work and still do their normal life chores around the house, maybe a little bit errands, you know, taking care of the kids, whatever. They can do this while having that ability to be productive and get their their own job done. There's no longer a clock in like when I would go to the hotel, like if I was there at eight to three, guess what? I couldn't do any personal stuff. I couldn't do, you know, I couldn't call my, my girlfriend or plan a trip or do whatever. It was like, Oh, I gotta, I'm here. You know, you're, you're present in that, in that moment. Now a lot of people have that ability to be like, well, I don't have a meeting till eight. I have to get these tasks done at, but before then, um, I'm after my meeting at ends at eight 45, I can go hop in the shower really quick and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like they have that ability down to, control every moment instead of just like that block of time in between or, or sorry, before and after work. Right. So I think there's like capitalizing on that in the, in the space of hospitality and travel that, you know, we're, we're able to then shift that. And I I love that you said every property can, can become a lifestyle property. I, I truly believe that too, like, and capitalizing on Airbnb and realizing that, you know, these longer stays that, it becomes a lifestyle. Like they've no longer, I hate the digital nomad word because it's become very, yeah, yeah. very used, but in the, the flexible living in general, this is what it is. It's flexible. Exactly. It's yeah. not even flexible living. It's living. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and just being able to tell a business basically, like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to fix your business model around my life. 
not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You're going to have to, yeah, no, that's good. It's super good. I love geeking out with this type of stuff. So it's really awesome. Uh, Richard, uh, the, the whole audience, everyone that listens to the podcast, and if you're a brand new to the podcast, you know, or you're now going to know that everything's in the show notes, but I love giving you opportunity. One, I, I want to ask like one final question, like a closing question for you. What's getting you the most excited with Muse and what you guys are doing and what you where you see it going? Obviously, like this next, you know, you said like six months, but like six months, a year, two years, five, ten, whatever. Uh, what's getting you the most excited? And then uh, obviously, where can everyone find you? Like, I think the um, like I'm really, really uh, gratified that we um, over the last year or so kind of just, you know, made a pivot to not think about you know the the scale of growth that we were actually kind of on we were you know growing at you know 200 uh, 200 plus percent basically like every single year and you know as a venture back company all of these things but i think what we were able to actually do was just reset and just go okay you know what we have a year probably 18 months just to build the coolest stuff that this industry has actually ever seen uh, so let's just focus all of our resources basically on that and i think that the two particular kind of things that we're doing is one is this, you know, space time project where we're, you know, separating out the, um, the inventory of a room from the actual kind of services and, you know, and thinking about the the time in a flexible way, the way that I was describing it. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, also thinking about, you know, the, all of the, um, uh, the attributes of a person, you know, and of groups or of basically companies together. And when you kind of put those two things together, I think that's when we are able to then create a really, really exciting world of kind of possibility uh, for, you know, all of the partners that we have, all of the different um, companies that we work with. And, you know, we're, we're releasing most of those features basically kind of as we speak or pretty much every single month. Mm. And I think that by the end of this year, um, you know, technology is always a terribly difficult thing to try and predict. But I think if we're able to actually kind of do um, all the work that we've we basically got got tabled for um, uh, for these months, I, I think that, you know, it's it's incredibly exciting to me uh, of where we can actually kind of push this uh, push this industry. I'm super excited to to watch the journey. This is so cool. Um, like, yeah, most people have like these sports people or entrepreneurs that they look up to and then I'll, like over here in the hotel world, I'm like geeking out on uh, products and, like <laughs> people like you guys. Oh, it's lovely, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. I, I appreciate you taking the time and I think it's going to be really exciting to watch all this happen. So uh, definitely anyone who's listening, this is a company and a, a group of people to, to watch and to continue to, to see what they do to innovate and uh, to challenge you, you know, challenge you what you're, you're doing in your business. So Everyone check out the show notes. Everything is linked in below. And then Richard, I just want to say thank you again for being on the show. My friend it has been a true pleasure. No, it's, it's such an honor to be invited. So thanks so much for the conversation and uh, yeah. And uh, I hope to, to do it again sometime and you'll be telling me like, well, you know, you told me three years ago, this is where you, <laughs> you, uh, you'd push it. Like where is all that cool stuff? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you heard it. Slick talkers tune in again next week and we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. As I've been growing my business and finding new ways to add to my property portfolio, I have to think about how I can anticipate the homeowner's needs, just like I do for my guests. One of the things owners always ask is, how is my property going to be protected? What happens if something gets damaged or worse? These are valid questions and concerns, and I have an opportunity to address these concerns before they even get mentioned, all thanks to having Safely as part of my toolkit. I can ensure all stakeholders are covered during a guest stay and use this information as a way to grow my business by ensuring my property owners know they can trust that I have them covered. If you're a professional property manager, then you need to get safely in your tool belt so you can focus on operating and growing your business. Thanks for listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, back to an episode.
What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.